WHUPLP Hillsboro. I got Nate Mask and Ryan J out of Atlanta here with me. They about to tell us how to tour. Touring spoken word artists based out of Atlanta both have competed and found success in the slam community at national and regional and local levels and whose poems has reached over 900,000 views online. They are tolerated in the local scene because their poems are somewhat entertaining, but nobody actually really likes them. I'm gonna attest to that. I don't like them either. I met them yesterday. They was kind of like, my poems are dope. No, I'm just joking. I got some two dope people here today. They go vibe with me. They go tell us why they say nobody likes them. And they go tell us how to tour. You already know where you at. WHUP 104.7. Spoken stories. After this amazing instrumental, we go vibe out to our feature. Here's some poetry. And here's some great music. Spoken stories. Attention poets and those who enjoy poetry. You are now in tune to the world's definition of art. Listen as being our body and our features being our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a great episode for you today. Nate Mask, Ryan J. how are you doing today, bro? I'm good, I'm good. Yeah, doing pretty good. Yeah. Oh, yes. So coming from Atlanta, let me turn this instrumental down. Man, I get so caught up into that music, man. I'm being so honest. I love that beat so much. Um, coming from Atlanta visiting North Carolina. So what's been one of your first views or 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 something that you've enjoyed thus far being here? Uh, we, you know, we got some good, you gotta get barbecue when you come to North Carolina. So we <laughs> definitely, definitely got that in yesterday. Yeah, we, so this leg of the tour, we did a, we did a leg back in February, <clears throat> but this leg of the tour we've been uh, mostly on the West Coast and they don't have good barbecue out there. So it's yeah. been, it's been dope getting Southern food again. Is there like a particular item at the barbecue that you try to get? Uh, what pulled pork? I think we were at the pit, um, yeah. downtown, and uh, they had some really good pulled and chopped pork. Yeah, uh, I try to get a little bit of everything. Yeah, get get some of that southern cooking. We got some mac and cheese, some greens. You know, you're yeah. not getting that out in in Nevada and California. Yeah, California. So, yeah, yeah. That's awesome that y'all are from Atlanta. That's um, I've been quite a few places to New Orleans, Michigan, uh, South Carolina. I've been a lot of places for poetry myself, but I haven't been able to uh, find any. Um, Atlanta scenes and I know that I, and I'm not saying that there is an Atlanta scenes because I know all yeah, about yeah. Georgia me and Queen Sheba but I don't know anybody there to go and bunk with type thing yeah, you I see what you. I'm saying to make right. it comfortable so it's like man I want to get there so bad it's just about making those connections how do y'all enjoy that that home scene for y'all uh, so I, I got back uh, you know originally I, I started doing poetry in Macon uh, Macon Georgia which is about 100 miles south of Atlanta uh, when I got back into the scene it was really just like uh you know, get, getting online and like finding finding you know the different events online and, and actually like just going out and like putting you know uh, dipping your toes in the water pretty much. Uh, but it's you know it, it's been really dope getting involved. Everybody's been really hospitable. Uh, you know, been really welcoming, and you know it's it's been pretty dope getting to meet everybody and to meet new people. Um, and well, like you were saying, there's 
so there's Queen Sheba, George and me, but then there's also like an, a flip side of the scene too, where there's like Teresa Davis and like you know uh, Karen G and like mm-hmm. different um, Ashley Hayes, uh, yeah, yeah, Ashley Hayes, Daryl Fun. So there's like two sides of the Atlanta scene, and so uh, it's like it, re- regardless of what what type of poetry you're doing, or re- regardless of what type of performance you're doing, there's you know there's a space for everybody, pretty much. That's yeah. awesome. How did you two become a collective, like opposed to just touring by yourself? Uh, what made you two are you longtime friends? Like, give me some insight on that. Nah, so Ryan just like really looked up to me a lot, and <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That that, that's a complete lie. <laughs> only because like. he's tall. <laughs> 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 nah, we we started slamming together. Uh, yeah, we'll eight. see. So I've been in the Atlanta scene a little bit longer because Ryan was in college and all that. So we didn't meet until what, maybe two years yeah, ago. Yeah, two years ago. Um, and so I've been you know slamming uh, with the the Java Monkey Slam team for a couple years. And then Ryan showed up, uh, I think, like, right around when the National Poetry Slam was in Atlanta. That was, what, 20? 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then Ryan showed up and then started winning slams. And then I was like, oh, this dude's kind of dope. And at first, I thought Ryan was, like, 19 years old. <laughs> so I didn't really talk to him like that because yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to, you know, corrupt the youth or anything like that. <laughs> but so then we, we kind of became friends off of that. And, um, and then So started, how old are you guys mentioning the age? So I'm 30. Yeah, yeah, and I'm 24. Awesome. Yeah. 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 So we, yeah, we, uh, we started slamming together pretty much. And then, um, we didn't make the same team, uh, you know, the next slam season for 2017, but I started, a uh, a, a video platform called homegrown poetry. Um, and from that, you know, I was doing things for by myself for a little bit and kind of struggling with it. And Nate was like, yo, you know, uh, I'm down to help if you ever need my help. I'm down to like film and like help edit videos, whatever you need me to That's do. That's dope, just reaching like, out I'll, and I'll being, learn. being nice. Right, exactly. And, uh, it was really selfish. I just wanted better videos of me. <laughs> yeah, like, that's it so wasn't, I wasn't actually trying to help anybody. It was all self-serving. I yeah. love how you're trying to make yourself like nobody likes us, but <laughs> right. the like that's genuine right there. Yeah. I really yeah, appreciate yeah. that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so uh, yeah, Nate hopped on hopped on board with the homegrown stuff, and we started working together uh, more often. And then eventually, you know, after after working together for so long, we're like, well, you know, you do poetry, I do poetry. We both kind of vibe together. Yeah. Let's just uh, let's see if we can take this somewhere and take it on the road. And, That's awesome. Uh, so mentioning the road and tour and traveling. So give us some insight on some of the places that you have been this far. Okay, so we've been. Um, we've this, obviously, yeah, we've, just blurt them out. Blurt them out. Yeah, where where yeah. you been? We've been to uh, Vancouver, Canada. Awesome. Uh, Victoria, Canada. Uh, so uh, Eugene, Oregon. International. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I had, had to jump over the border real quick <laughs> right. you know, just to be able to put that on the resume. Uh, right. Eugene, Oregon. Portland, Oregon. Seattle. Bellingham. Yeah, so, uh, Seattle, Washington. Las Vegas. Mm. Yeah. Reno. We're about to go to Boise, Idaho. Yeah, Santa uh, Ana, California. Uh, Humboldt, California. Yeah. Um, um, Orlando. We did Orlando. Yes. Our listeners, I really hope that y'all are paying attention to <laughs> what you what y'all hear. Um, yeah. Out of respect for poetry and art and getting words out there, poetry is so entertaining that you guys need to respect that they have just blurted out so many different places out of respect for poetry. And they wouldn't have went to the next if it wasn't appreciated at the um, previous. I really want y'all to understand yes. that. Yeah, so. Yeah, so just just keep going. I interrupted the list. Oh, yeah. They oh, like yeah, they uh, looking at me oh, like, hold on, we still oh, more. We went to Salt Lake City, we went to yeah. Utah. Yeah, um, uh, we go after this. We go to Boise, Idaho. Uh, we'll we be went, in Houston in yeah. a little bit. Detroit. Yeah. That's dope. When you go to Detroit, I'm from Michigan. That's originally oh, where, where I'm where? from. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've been in. Uh, I'm not from Detroit, but I'm from Michigan. But um, I've been in North Carolina about ten years. 
Hit up Grand Rapids, Michigan. Hit up oh, Grand yeah. Rapids. Um, who's out of Fable. Fable. Yeah, Fable, Fable. Yeah, I actually did a radio show with him in Atlanta. Yeah, like Fa- he happened to be in town and we were like there at the same time. He's dope. Yeah, yeah Fable's yeah. the homie, man. Fable yeah, yeah. is actually my very first episode. So, so shout out to Spoken Stories. Been around for episode sixteen. Fable yeah. um, opened us up. He, he was visiting. He uh, parlayed at my house and enjoyed my family. And he was the first person to sit yeah, in that yeah. chair. So shout out to Fable. Yeah, yeah Fable's that's, dope that's too. Super dope. He's a dope yeah. poet. Oh yes, yeah. Fable is awesome. We're from we're both from Grand Rapids, so every time I go home, he and I link up. Um, we featured our shows together back home. He performed at my birthday party. Yeah, oh, like, that's yeah, yeah, Fable's yeah. the homie. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, and there's another. Uh, if you do go to Grand Rapids and link with Fable, remember this name, and I'm going to give it to you afterwards. Um, Kid Kane. She's okay. an amazing poet. Like, her and I went to middle school together. Oh, okay. It's so hilarious. Like, we became friends in the eighth grade, and her and I talk, like, once or twice a week out of respect for poetry, just sharing poems, because she's a phenomenal poet tearing the Grand Rapids scene up. Like, yeah. she's just ridiculous. Well, and it's, it's really wild how many people you meet, you know, when you're when you're doing stuff across the nation, you know, and how many different voices and how many different perspectives you, you kind of run into. And it, you don't, and you really don't think about it until you run into those people, and you're like, "Word, you're doing things that I never thought that uh, that you know you could do with poetry or you could do with words and stuff like that." So it's been really dope. You know? That's the sentence. Yeah. That is the sentence that yeah. you hear so often. I never yeah. thought you can do this with poetry. Yeah. Right. And right. it's like, yes, it's there. There are people out here who use this as an outlet, and I'm not in any sense of any therapy, but an entertainment outlet, because that's exactly what yeah. it is. It is fun right. to hear someone's spoken story. Shout out to the plug. No shameless yeah, plug yeah. right there. <laughs> but it's just right. so many things that you can do revolving around poetry because the artistic create it's words, bro. Right. It's literally right. words. We go right. around and we talk words all throughout the day. Right. But when you can articulate them to entertain as a poem, that's like, dang. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Go ahead, speaking us some poetry. Go ahead, spit something for you for us. That's oh, all you, Ryan. Oh, okay. <laughs> he done alley ooped it to yeah, Ryan. Like, Ryan oh, said, got, "Okay, uh, I yeah, love that." Like, oh, he it. said, "Go ahead, spit a poem." <laughs> he said, "It's on you, uh, Ryan." Ryan yeah. caught it and threw the legs. You see him stalling right now. Bro. <laughs> right. Uh, okay. Um, I'm gonna do that poem I did last night. Yeah. Uh, one of these days, someone's gonna mess around and give me a movie deal. And I'll be out. I'll write a movie about time traveling zombies, which yes, is as wild as it sounds. These zombies will not eat people. They will not slink down alleyways existing, a.k.a. waiting to do you harm. These zombies will be revolutionary. They'll find joy in their corpsehood. They'll time travel and not have to worry about whether their dreams are realistic or whether someone will mistake their moans for screaming or their laughter for shouting. These zombies won't have to think about when and where they aren't welcome or the names people might call them ghoul, monster, thug, black. These zombies will find joy in their bodies, in the graves that belong to them, in spaces away from humans, 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 and I'll name these zombies too to make their existences more permanent, to increase the spaces they occupy, and I'll call them brother, sister, mom, dad, and I'll call them important, love, foundation, and they'll love each other, and they'll love their countries, and they'll love their languages that belong to them, these zombies, they'll have every reason to keep living, because you can't kill them, they can't die again, because they're zombies, dang it, (laughs) the least they deserve is this, this movie where they can finally be free, and maybe the first scene can go a little something like this, act one, scene one, zombie spits poems to apocalypse survivors before dinner. I don't understand why y'all keep screaming, running. I heard Jesus got a round of applause when he came back from the dead. Mm -hmm. All I want is a cup of brains, or maybe a heart. I don't understand why that's too much to ask for. It's not like y'all are using them anyway. Mm -hmm. Please stop asking me how I'm dead and still walk amongst you. Please stop telling me that most zombies sit in their graves and wait for someone to come and wake them. Please stop asking me how it feels to know that you are human and still feel like you don't belong here. It's like, 
wanting to go home when you're already at home. Besides, it looks like you already have a few zombies amongst you. Or at least that's how you treat them. Like dead person walking. Refuse to feed them hearts or ears, instead only let them eat bullets. And they wonder how we got here. To this poem. To this stack of bodies in the graveyard. Oh, well, who was I before I died? Uh, I think I was depressed. Or black. I don't know. They both sound so similar. Like playing dead. Or zombie practice. Thanks. That poem is so amazing. I remember hearing that at the Haytai, um, and that uh, brains, a cup of heart, you are not using them anyways, the going home when you are already home. Um, that line really, really, really stuck with me in the sense of somebody dealing with a bad day and then going home to a, um, to end, ending with a bad day, not necessarily getting that comfortability at home, going home when you are already home. So like, where's your home? That line is right. really, really amazing to me. And then that, who was I before I died, depressed, black? There's no difference in them anyways. Uh, really, really good respect to that to that poem, brother, yeah, man. Appreciate that, you. Is, that is amazing. Yeah, Thank you. appreciate you. Definitely. Dane Mask, go ahead uh, with, with okay, the assessment. Yeah, so I had to, since this were on the radio, I had to, like, you know, go through a mentally censor. Uh, so I had to, I needed a second. But uh, <laughs> You good, bro. I remember hearing you last night. Um, <laughs> despite the show being pre-recorded, I know y'all like, what did I miss last night? Um <laughs> they had a show at the Haytai on May 19th, and it was amazing. I was able to be there, um, hear their feature, uh, purchase their books. I have them right here to the left of me. Um, so shout out to Poetry being able to feature. Shout out to the Haytai. I've been doing poems there for 13 years. Um, yeah, I, pre I really appreciate the Haytai. That's one of my favorite venues. Like I featured there uh like it was like four years ago now, and I always love coming back to Durham. Like it's a great spot. So. Good vibe, yeah. That that the windows, the building is great. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, let me do this poem. It was the fall of 2016. In the midst of the dumpster fire that was the 2016 election, conservative radio talk show host and former one-term congressman Joe Walsh and Donald Trump Jr. tweeted a very similar statement about the Syrian refugee crisis. It read, "If I had a bowl of Skittles." and I told you three would kill you, would you eat a handful? That's our Syrian refugee problem. Now, now we'll ignore the obvious statistical inaccuracies, the flawed logic and continuity errors that exist in this argument, and get to the real problem that is this asinine statement. As Skittles' parent company, Mars, responded in a tweet of their own, Skittles are candy. Refugees are people. It's an inappropriate analogy and even added we respectfully decline from any further comment on this matter as that could be misinterpreted as marketing and like that a candy manufacturer became the voice of reason and civility in a chaotic world because they're right. You can't compare candy to people. It's not even comparing apples to oranges because those are at least both still fruit. One is chewy artificial flavoring and a colorful crunchy shell. The other is a sentient being capable of thought, logic, emotion, redemption, etc., etc. But for the sake of argument, say you had a bowl of Skittles, right? And in that bowl, you had one orange Skittle with a bad toupee, one racist, misogynistic, bigoted, xenophobic, thin-skinned, tiny-handed Skittle with the vocabulary of a fourth grader who didn't think before firing off his baseless, misguided opinions on Twitter when his feelings got hurt. And then that orange Skittle began to poison other Skittles with his hate speech, somehow rose to a position of power, placed other supremely unqualified Skittles in high-ranking positions in his Skittle administration, and then started taking away Skittle health care, passing laws about the female Skittle 
hospitals' bodies without their input and started attacking freedom of speech, freedom of religion, and freedom of the press, and other constitutional skittle rights. And then uh, he decided he wanted to build an unreasonably expensive wall around the bowl and kick some color, you know, fish side of your chest to see what's prosper. Care about you, so to interrupt your yeah. Don't you know. enjoy everything. Yeah, enjoy your life. Right, right, right. I gotta let you go. That home run. Travis came in the building, close out on so much passion. You, Travis King's book. Travis King the poem. Travis King Twitter. So, the King is very important. Why stands male chromosome? Man, that's spelled it K Y. I just want by with them both. just knowing that that's the reason why King man. What that book you got? You know, Mr. King. And calm the fiend water, man. Rose from water. Yeah. You enjoying this time? Um, to enjoy. I feel something, and so I that energy that you retire with your open nights to my kid nights right here. I'm enjoying good music. We don't got traveling. We go claim Clark. You know, 104.6 Spoken Story, H-U-P, bro. and I don't need one time on Poet, Will, Poets, bro. You are I like it. My apologies to hear my name for this show. These poets. Yeah, we go close by featuring Quinn. Same Sunday one. Educate to escape, but through its skill, MC ability as a poet, being able to speak, like, I can't do it. We got DS with it. I feel like I'm true. He gonna make it a little. We go right, we go here with tree, we go friend Ja Rule, one of the founders of Cypher. You that's that NC, they done planted that done spread. I'm gonna tell you all of instrumental. We got everybody. We ready, we got yo, DS, we got two wheels, and we got endless, and we got D. How's it? What's going on? Definitely, when there's way, thank you, fair. Um, um, ready to go, ready to be digging that, in. definitely setting in the vibes. Oh, yeah, attention, those who enjoy, you are now in tune to the world's definition of art, listeners being our body and our feature being our heart. In honor of those who came before me, I welcome you all to Spoken Stories. Ladies and gentlemen, I've got a great episode. I've got D.S. Will. He's going to tell you everything about where he's from, what he's about, and what he's got going on. And I also got Jerusalem an amazing hip-hop artist out of Raleigh, North Carolina, one of the founders of Cypher University that originated at NC State. Got some great stuff going on for you today. So listen, it's Spoken Stories, W-H-U-P-L-P of Hillsboro. I hope you're ready. Again, brother man, first question for you. How'd you get into this poetry game? I know it's so funny that um, we're both based out of Raleigh, per se. I used to live there, and we've never come across. However, we continue to drive in this poetry world so uh how did you become one of the forefronts well definitely nobody wanted to hear me sing and uh, my stripping career wasn't getting <laughs> off so i decided to start to delve into poetry i've been writing since i've been six or seven years old um, it's always been a form of expression for me and people kind of latched on to it but the actual spoken word art i was in high school 
Um, and there was an artist by the name of the Orange Moon who introduced me to it. And I literally fell in love. Um, her pieces were love letters, um, so to speak. And then from there, I grabbed my first set of paper plates. I wrote my first piece and the rest is history for the most part. Do you feel like with getting introduced to poetry on the love genre, did your pen elevate to that particular area as well? Did it sway towards that or did you just like poetry and you had your own kind of method from it? I mean, definitely love um, was the pinnacle, um, was the focal point. You know, I was at my teens going through various girlfriends, so on and so forth. So this is a good way to express myself. Um, but as the art form basically involved, other topics and other matters and through my own maturation process started to kind of interplay with each other. So then you you had your social issues and then you had your conceptual poems so on and so forth oh yes oh as a writer myself I tend to really embrace a love poem when I feel like writing it but it's not something that comes out as often I, I write uh, every day but when you write that impactful love poem it and it's meaningful it does mean something Absolutely. I try. You know, there's various topics that people are always going to write about. You're going to have your love sex poems. You're going to have your religious fervor poems. You're going to have your nationalism poems, so on and so forth. What I try to challenge myself to do is to come up with a concept or a spin that's going to be different, but still be able to convey those emotions and those feelings that everyone can relate to. So that's the challenge. And it's it, it's a challenge that I always, always am up for, for the most part. And just the critique from other poets as well. It's all about iron sharpening iron. So just to be able to share in that circle. Oh, yeah. Your explanation of that almost brought me to a metaphor, just in the sense of explaining what can be explained, but in a poetic way. That's really kind of what that brought me to. Excellent. Oh, yeah. I got D.S. Will in the building. Uh, so some of that poetic persona that we've been talking about. Go ahead. Bless us with some of these words early. So we can know what DS Will is all about because I know I'm about to enjoy it. It's so funny, uh, listeners. I uh, FaceTime, Skyped him uh, one evening, and I said, "Hey, brother man, I've been trying to find somebody to to cipher with me because people are our shows, and I'm sitting at home chilling. I seen that he was online, so we we cipher real quick. I think we shared maybe two, three poems each, and it left me with writing at that evening. That's because I was just at home vibing out. So, um, ladies and gentlemen, y'all in for a treat." Early, early. So this first piece, I'm, I'm one of my motivations is film. I, I love the art of film, the cinematography, scripts, so on and so forth. So this is an independent flick that I happened to catch. It was called Kicks, and it was somewhat autobiographical. Um, the the main subject had very low low self esteem, lived in the inner city, and he came across these pair of Jordans. And instantly his life changed as it relates to people accepting him, him getting dates, so on and so forth. He lost those sneakers in the movie and the means that he went through to try to retrieve them back was crazy. So that definitely left the impact on me and I, I wrote a piece immediately after that. So this is what it is. It's called Kicks. What's the name of that movie? It's called Kicks 2. So definitely check it out. Um, should be on Netflix. If not, check your local red box. But it's definitely something worth checking out. So here we go. You ever notice how the word gardens is associated with the names of projects or apartment complexes, but rarely is the grass greener on the other side? Only lit to form these accumulus clouds that hover next to flickering bodega lights. And that usually means a new idea is attempting to be born, but you're probably going to come up short if you want to purchase some esteem with your penny for your thoughts. In other words, where I'm from, Poverty's not a fad. 
It is not sponsored by Banana Republic, and hanging tongues for sneakers aren't acquired from following in the footsteps of trendsetters. You see, mom wears the pants around these parts, and stains on shirts aren't the talk of the runways. So no matter how many times that I visit coin-operated laundromats, those shirts are never going to be white collars. So I guess it's true what they say that clothes do make the man. Hence the reason why these J's on my feet are worth more than any letters you may find on my report card. Now, some of you may view that as being an Achilles heel. I see it as being a step up from being stomped in the yard or suffering of the helping of the baker's dozen, but still not enough dough to cop the new addition. So these tears prove that I can stand the rain. But N.E. heartbreak can be mended with true religion conversion, especially with the acquisition of those prophets. You see, I'm still healing. Scratch that. I'm still reeling from initial rejection of round-the-way girls who clicks of child-supported heels took them somewhere over the rainbow where they can view living colors before falling prey to cults of personality but leaving nothing behind but Grey's anatomies. You see, name recognition and pride is tied together like a Windsor, but I'm not trying to create a new, it's just another afternoon of me and the homies just hanging. But we peep what you're trying to do. Create these bridges over poverty straight into the sunken place, framing these dookie rope chain to fools, popping tags on that trail of tears that was never native to those Americans to make reservations at the Section 8, but never enough for just the 10 of us. I mean, you're spoon feeding us political rhetoric, but what do I bring to the table? You see, my worth isn't measured in your livestock to survive in these animal farms. You have to have the meanest of struts and the latest of trends and hope that impeached dead presidents can represent me. Mm -hmm. I'm out for presidents to represent me. Better not have a bootleg gait if you want to keep up with these movers and shakers. Make sure those strides are authentic in order to capture a new balance. Because I no longer have to wish I was a little bit taller. I'm now standing on the crushed skulls of egos who try to cause scuffles after scuffs and tearing down the poster child to stick up kids who wish they could possess these souls. Because if you took a step in my old pair, you realize the amount of blisters I have from standing on the shoulders of ancestors trying to reach Christ's lows. But unfortunately, the ears of my classmates ain't trying to hear that. So if desperation is the cousin of popularity tell old girl who would save the last dance for me and prom night because i don't have anything else in other words feet don't fail me now oh my goodness gracious how dare you come in here and set the mic on fire already <laughs> listeners i know and i hope that you are at the edge of your seat and we ain't even in the first 10 minutes of this show. Let's go enjoy <laughs> some poetry. We got spoken stories. We got D.S. Will, hosted by Poet Laureate of Hillsborough, Endless Will, W.H.U.P. Hillsborough. That poem was amazing. Peace, King. Thank you for that. Thank you. Poetry is not sponsored. Poverty, excuse me. Poverty is not sponsored by Banana Republic. Laundry mat, white collar, the play on words of that. These tears prove I can stand the rain. And then that blisters build up to that ancestors line was just phenomenal. Now, I really appreciate that poem. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to know that he wasn't reading that from his phone. He wasn't reading that from any literary format, any books. He went off the, off his head. Uh, so as a spoken word artist, I really appreciate that for you to sit here and go in the cadence, the, how, the way the way that you rolled the wave of that poem with your voice, some layers up and downs. Um, that was a performance that you just got. So I really appreciate that so much. Appreciate that, King. You know, I try to internalize pieces as opposed to memorize them. Um, definitely become one with your words so that your body is basically your cue for where you have to go. Oh, yes, definitely. That's some words of wisdom right there. Um, he did not just give you 
pieces of my con- my conversation. He just helped you all as listeners to help your poetic persona. Do not memorize your poem. Come one with it is what he said. Make it you so when something happens in the background to distract you, you're not going to get distracted by it because the poem is yours. I really appreciate it. That's something I that I try to invoke as well and not memorize my poems, but learning them because it is a big difference. Yes. Diaz, I got, I got a question for you. What's up? What's up? With you being so fluent with that particular poem right there, it just came so natural and I enjoyed it. Do, what advice would you give for beginners who particularly get nervous? Because from what I just seen, um, that was not that. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you had mentioned before, um, it's, it's about becoming one with your words. It's about being able to embody the very essence of how you felt when you pin those particular terms. Um, various modes of doing that. Um, I practice in the dark. Um, I practice in the mirror to see what my facial expressions Take are. Notes, lady. Take notes, ladies and gentlemen. I also practice while walking and moving around in my humble abode as well. That is how you basically create a unison between you and your terms. It's a marriage that should never be annulled. And when you get on that stage, that's the wedding, showing the folks the union that you have formed with your own work. Yeah, so much more on that building that relationship, really marrying that poem. Um, Do you feel that those particular traits and um, habits that you have formed are something that you have adapted yourself or has someone taught you those particular things? It's been a combination of things. Um, Even like in the cipher that we had, I was able to gather something from it. You want to be able to take something from each and every single interaction Um, that you have on a daily basis, whether it's a painting that you're seeing, whether it's just advice that you're getting from individuals who have been doing poetry or any type of art form longer than you, you always have to remain a student. It's okay to be a teacher. You definitely want to be able to part your knowledge to other individuals. But once you get out of that mode of being a student, then you stunt your own evolution. Oh, yes. Oh, oh, yes. We got DS Will in here giving us some words of wisdom. We go take a musical break. Uh, One thing I love about Spoken Stories is we not only feature hip-hop artists or poets, we actually uh, combine the two. This musical artist right here was hand-picked by the artist himself. Why did you, I haven't even said his name yet, and I did that on purpose. Uh, DS, why did you give us this particular artist? Go ahead, let us know who you picked. Uh, Jerusalem, my man, um, out of Cypher University. Um, He's... (laughs) For a poet to be left speechless as it relates to someone's art form says a lot. I've known this brother for quite some time and he is definitely making some moves. He has just dropped an album. So definitely check that out. And you guys are going to get a preview of the genius that this brother possesses. Oh, yeah. I have a relationship with Drew. I met him um, years ago at an open mic and he kind of went up there and rapped and then left. Mm -hmm. And then. I see him from time to time. I don't necessarily have a relationship with him. So when you picked him and I seen the picture of him, I'm like, oh, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Somebody that I've been a fan of that I haven't been able to connect to. So I really, really, really appreciate you so much for that. Uh, we got Jerusalem. Um, this song right here, it can be found in the SoundCloud and it's called Color Lines. And I know you're going to like it. So I'm going to put it out there for you. Trying to pass 
I know y'all hear that melody in the background. That was Color Lines by Jerusalem. The ride on that beat was just fantastic. And the thing about Jerusalem, not only is his name symbolic, but the words that he spit on every single cipher, every single song that I've ever heard him on, it definitely has some wisdom behind it. So I appreciate that so much, so much. Why, why'd you pick, bro? Why'd you pick Jerusalem? Um, wordplay, um, cadence, concepts, and he just comes off as a natural is effortless and that's just incredibly impressive i've had the um the honor and opportunity to actually collab on a track with him um it was called miles ahead it was featured on one my last ep actually um and you know me and the brother actually stepped in the booth together and did our thing and again just influence you know you always want to surround yourself around individuals that's going to sharpen your blade and he is definitely in the top of that list Oh, yeah. It's so uh, funny. I mentioned that cypher cypher. For those of you who do not know what that means, um, every Monday at NC State, again, I'm giving you some notes. Hope you got that pen and pad ready (laughs) again. Every Monday um, at NC State at Free Expression Tunnel, there's a cypher that partakes at about 11 o'clock. And there's been times where there's been hundreds of people there. Rhapsody actually shot a music video there during the um, anniversary. It can be anywhere from 20 to 200 people there at times. And it is fabulous. Everybody get a chance to say what they want to say, whether it be a musical artist, uh, whether it be a poet. Then there's there's, um, graffiti walls where you can graffiti i'm so much creativity all in one space every monday this is not something that happens once a month once a year this is every monday at nc state and jerusalem that song that we just heard he is one of the founders of that so shout out for him for creating a platform for people who just want to go out there and shout 
and shout about some words and shout about some art for real. Have you ever been to the Free Expression Tunnel Cipher before? I actually haven't, and Drew has been trying to get me to go. So um, I owe him a visit, and I definitely will be there soon. I've seen pictures and video clips. I concur with you 100%. It's definitely an experience that you want to go to to have it in person and be like branded on your consciousness so definitely go out there yeah it's so cool i actually take my kids there sometimes to spray paint like not even on monday nights of course but just to go vibe out you can go any day that you want and just good with a can of spray paint two dollars at walmart not plugging walmart go get it from where else (laughs) but i'm just saying it's not expensive to go out there and enjoy yourself and just create what you want to create and there's beautiful art that somebody literally just did in their spare time for you to see True, true, definitely, you know, the essence of this art, man, you know, participate, or even if you're just an observer, just support. Oh, yes, oh, yes. We got DS Will in the building that's spoken stories hosted by myself, Poet Laureate of Hillsborough, Endless Will, W-H-U-P-L-P of Hillsborough. You already know what spoken stories is about. I always say, always say you already know, because I hope I got some repeat listeners. I hope, I hope you telling somebody about this show and you listening again. We got spoken stories. You already know what we about. Hip-hop and poetry infused together where we interview the poet and find out a little bit about him. So, questions. Why poetry? Um, Why pick something so artful? That's a question I typically like to ask poets because I like to find out what is the motivation to enjoy it so much. It's almost like asking a football player, why don't you play basketball? Or a basketball player, why don't you do track? Why did you pick this particular sport? Why poetry? Poetry spoke to me, um, as I had mentioned before. It basically took everything that embodied me and allowed me to be able to express myself in the form that not only build up my own self-esteem, but garnered attention and to be able to assist others as well. I tell people, you got to chase your passion. And, and many of us in this rat race of life, we, we don't do that. We chase things that we believe others advise us to or that is going to bring some type of artificial happiness. You got to do what you, God has given you. And I remember I had took a sabbatical from poetry for a while because I was tired of some of the politics. Nothing is perfect, you know, especially in, in the arts. And I was talking to a brother and he had asked me why I didn't do it in quite some time. And I gave him my reasoning. And he told me, he said, whenever you decide not to exercise your talent, you're slapping God in the face. I said, oh, it was the last thing that I want to do is do that. And so that simple illustration made me realize that I have a purpose in being able to spread my talent and to be able to motivate others. There are thousands of people that are waiting to meet you. Are you going to disappoint them by not exercising your ability? Oh, yes. It's not about the success that you have. It's about making sure that that success can kind of blossom more success. And um, you have this photo um, that was one of your profile pictures on your social media page, and it was you in the back and you had one of the audience members, it was a really nice crowd as well, and one of them were standing up putting their mm-hmm. fists up. Mm-hmm. And that picture was so impactful for me because you can tell that you were embracing the poem and just the look that the audience was giving you. You couldn't see your facial expression. It was one of those photos taken from the back. Mm-hmm. And that particular person standing there, you can tell that she really let loose at that moment. Like, let me really let him know that I'm enjoying what he's saying. So with that being said, I'm leading to a question. Um, 
what is one of the most impactful moments or inspiring moments that you've had from a show? Because I know that you are a performing poet. You perform often. So Mm -hmm. do you have any moment that kind of stands out that's like that keeps me driven to continue to do this? At our first Vibe of Press Play, we actually have a, a teen poet that is featured. Um, sometimes I go to the Boys and Girls Club. Shout out to um, Ariel Linus, who's also a part of the Press Play Collective. She has a organization called 180 Degrees in which she does community outreach and speaking to inner city children, um, both male and female. So we had a poet that went up there and he just like eviscerated the mic. <laughs> and after the show, we had broke bread and we had talked to each other And he said, I love you. And if you think about those words as it relates to our males, how difficulty, how difficult it is for them to be able to express love because it's viewed as being soft or or, or emotional. So for him to be able to have that comfort level and we were able to share that moment after we both expressed our art was something that was very profound. That's a breakthrough. So that's one of the most recent um, examples that I can give you is someone getting into their comfort zone and being able to express themselves despite the stereotypes and the situations that he has to overcome on a day-to-day basis. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. From from that, I'm getting that you don't necessarily just focus on the poetry for yourself and the written format or performing, but with sharing that, with gifting that over to the Boys and Girls Clubs and that um, relationship, that encounter that you had with that young man, do you feel like you incorporate your art um, in, in aspects of art um, in all your life or what or is it just for the entertainment or just reaching out for community reach or how, how do you feel like you go about it in all avenues it's it's all avenues it's an extension of who I am um, so it's not just a persona that gets put on once it's showtime you know from the way that I speak to who I interact with to who I decide to impact to who impacts me and that's what a true artist is in my opinion um, is someone who lives the life It's not something to garner attention or for success because how do you measure success? Is success how much money you make? Because if that's the case, then I'm not too successful because it's not a money-making venture. But if it's success about impacting individuals and and fortifying relationships um, and helping each other build and creating this village and having our responsibility to help each other, then I'm very successful in that. Not just myself, but everyone who's involved um, in the spreading of that knowledge and that particular mission as well. So would you say that you would advise others who maybe poetry is not their thing, but just gifting others what you can do? Um, Because like you said, it's about that shared passion. All the time, all the time. I tell people, there's someone right now who was paid hundreds of dollars to participate in a workshop that's being catered by Panera Bread in the mountains somewhere to learn to do what you do naturally. Mm -hmm. So you can't take advantage of it. Good point. I love that. There's somebody getting paid. That's a very good point. I never thought about that before. Thank you for that. There's somebody getting paid to learn how to do what everybody can do naturally. That was like a real life thing. And it's just think about uh, in the sense of sports. There are some people who get trained to play basketball. And then you have somebody like Joel Embiid who just started playing mm-hmm. and now he's awesome at it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? And that's just breaking it down for basketball purposes. But that is the truth. Like, I really love how you said that. Um, go ahead and 
gift us with some more <laughs> of that what you do naturally, please. I'm, I'm waiting. I'm, I'm itching my palms to hear some more of that DS will. So, um, again, that cypher that we have really stands out. And, and one of your pieces you did was a hip-hop piece that kind of blew me away. And um, it just goes to show how we basically share from the same collective reservoir that we tap into and that we influence each other, even though our uh, past may not have crossed. So hip hop is definitely one of my first loves. And um, I wrote a piece um, some time ago that kind of incorporates it. Uh, my love for poetry and hip hop. And it's called um, That Old Thing Back. Oh, yeah. Okay. I just want that old thing back, Adidas with fat laces, Kangos, rope chains, t-shirts of faces, tapes in the crates that's kept the mom's basement and songs with a purpose with skills were never wasted. This music, I couldn't leave it alone. From the pages, two ways, chirps, and cell phones. Clothes backwards, new jeans that fit us to Timbo's in the club when they're not permitted. Such a legacy. Artists who stay impressing me and spitting with intentions that no one can get the best of me. It's old school, recess where the words play. Minus hoes, drugs, or any type of gun. Now, I'm I'm not trying to profess to be some type of hip-hop elitist who only believes that you can mic check by KRS-One by Two Apocalypse Now or studying lyrics so they come ingrained to you like scriptures. Therefore, they're considered illmatic, changing your mindset that you were ready to die. Perhaps there was no life after death until you rose out of those 36 chambers and realized you were basking underneath a full black moon. See, gone are the days we used to overdose of the rest of the hip-hop junkies on our quest to find tribes and other camps in the low, but still sit up top of planet rock, 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 rock. Kings of rock become dethroned as we tumble on sugar hills that have become saccharine filled with bubblegum rappers. They've mastered the art of biting and chewing, but they really can't spit. Especially in the faces of public enemy number one, to a certain extent, we were all raised by slum villages until the faces on the nightly news became a bit too common, causing us to have a ruckus and give high fives to hands black on both sides. Chalk it up for us staying away from those white lines. And now we're concerned how much we can cut it. And so I start to think about the past tapestry. Well, graffiti was our hieroglyphics that we break dance in order to fix the faces of those who believe this particular art form would not last. What about the hands hovering over the sacred ones and twos pointing out to that immaculate equation that E equals MC means that we overstood what was periodically on those tables but never gave shine to our elements of the wild. Season tickets to the Brooklyn Zoo, we raw raw like dungeon dragons, but now these cats just mumble like pandas. <laughs> And maybe or maybe not hip-hop is in a state of emergency, but if we don't do something ASAP, those mobs will get so deep that we can't separate the young thugs from the black stars. But maybe I'm just a bit too old for this lifestyle. On the road, the riches and diamond rings is not a motorsport, but my license plate reads Jurassic 5 parking into lot, stepping over fossils of those who engaged in prehistoric battles back then. If you had a bone to pick with someone, you did it with punchlines and not firearms. Now we have soccer moms that's reciting our lyrics and never step foot in our community as mm. their kids bop in the back of carpools and we start to think and then we sink in the tears of corporate fat cats dumbing through our book of rhymes that we used to love. Or maybe if we screw her back to sleep, she can dream about the day she was held together by you and ity mm. instead of being sprawled across radio stations more concerned about being lit or popping instead of setting the stage in the world on fire with her lyrical prowess and guess what y'all she wants to go back home but the buddy system is passe and 
Native tongues have become foreign. Can she kick it? No, she can't. She's clicking her heels together. She realized she isn't in Tennessee anymore because that development has been arrested. So it's hard to fight the power. Both hands tied behind your back, one with a Roly and the other with an Audemars, and still ain't got the time to see that we become entangled, try to keep up with the Combses. It is like a jungle sometimes that makes me wonder what good is a goon to the goblin if they're both slayed by the savage, but we're too sheepish to ask the scholars why. So since we started from the bottom... Let's take it back up to the top, because I just want that whole thing back. Adidas with fat laces, Kangos, rope chains, t-shirts with faces, tapes in the crates that's kept in mom's basement, and songs with a purposeful skills were never wasted. I couldn't do nothing but make the stank face and shake my head the whole time you were spitting, bro. The whole time you were spitting. That was amazing. Appreciate it, King. Thank you again. There's a show that um, Durham has done twice. It's called Hip Hop Verse Poetry. And that poem that I shared with you, I was going to perform that poem there. And I am definitely going to beg and tell everybody, <laughs> you need to be there next time so poetry can win again. <laughs> Seriously. Poems like that win poems. Win for poems. Poems like that win for poems. Facts. Because it's so poetic and the meaning behind it. I used to like hip hop. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to tell the difference between the young thugs and the black stars. That was genius. Thank you. Thank Th- you, King. Man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Speaking of that hip hop. Speaking of that hip hop. On that particular note, I'm going to get into some good music mm-hmm. for you. Mm, I'm going to get into some good music for you. This is another one by our musical feature, Jerusalem. Featuring the phenomenal Ash Bell. These two put some heat together for this one. I really hope y'all go enjoy this one. And I already know it. Ain't no point of hoping something you already know go happen. Track slammers. Mm. I'm just, I'm just vibing with my try. Uh, I'm just vibing with my try. I'm just vibing with my try. Yeah, and we vibing, and I'm vibing with my try. Yeah, yeah. When your ball game, momentum rise slow with inertia. If your wallet get bulky, be discreet than a burka. Careful for the vultures who work their way in the circle. They easing in cheese until the season they could jerk you. Same ones that kick it with you, kick you when you down and out. Smiling in your face sideways with that flounder mouth. Clown you out roundabout, but never straightforwardly. Stabbing backs with a hand that got a tat saying loyalty. Eagle eye king with visine called discernment. Ain't nothing permanent, I'm speaking from experience. Sure is the line where the land meet the water. Sure is the line eating lamb when he caught up. I return from the furnace, furnace to turn it frigid at the light. I'll be spitting and clicking the turn signals. Product of my surroundings, this announcement is public service. It serves no purpose like a do rag worn by white person. My... Try. I'm just vibing with my. Try. I'm just vibing with my try, and we vibing, and I'm vibing with my try. Yeah. 
close and your enemies closer. And out of folks epiphanated with that notion. This what I've noticed that some folks just lonely. But we don't like admitting that. So we say everybody that came and left us was phony. But let me ask you a question. In a team, how much does a player not understanding his or her role affect him? If you don't know, let me tell you, they become less of a threat. All in origin of that player having no knowledge of self. I hope you following me, but not because I'm leading you, but because you find yourself in the words that I speak to you. And be mindful of the stretches. They are the locusts of that soil that your mind grows in. Oh, man, and ladies, here's some knowledge for you. If you want to know a man, better stop studying him and study his focus. See what mentally holds him. That's a sidebar. But until you love yourself, chief, you never know who I'm your tribe are. Man, that song is so, Fire. so dope. I'm just vibing with my uh, tribe. <laughs> Man, that song is so, so dope. Uh, Jerusalem featuring Ash Bell. That was produced by T. Ross at Redline Studios. Thank you, Jerusalem. Thank you for Ash Bell for that song. That song is so dope, so, so, so dope. Um, what you think about that one, bro? Fire, man, fire. Just the wordplay. Stabbing you in the back with a tat that says loyalty. I mean, come on now. And then all the fish references and then brought it back to the shore, shore. <laughs> you a lover of words, man. Jerusalem is definitely going to fulfill your needs and going to satiate you. So that's a very talented brother and MC. Shout out to him again. Talk about talent. Um, Mr. DS, you've got projects out, uh, multiple projects. you got the debut album, um, Strength and Letters. You've got the collaborative um, one with um, Mirrors, Edge, uh, your most recent project, While You're Waiting. So give me some insight on the thought process of your so many projects and letting us know um, where we can find each and every one of these projects because support is needed and it is awesome because you are great. <laughs> I don't know how to follow that up. It's like no pressure, no pressure. <laughs> um, my three projects are all hip hop related. Um, Strength for Letters come dropping was dropped in 2012. Mirrors Edge 215, and then um, Why You're Waiting EP in 217. So come to me personally, um, and I definitely can give you a copy. But the thought process behind it goes back to my my love of hip hop. You know who my influences were. You know Nas is definitely number one. He is the goat in my opinion. Um, Ever since 9-4 Illmatic and just his evolution in the game, how his last album can sound just as good and can compete against anything that's been released today. Um, Lupe Fiasco is my second. Um, the Cool is one of the greatest albums that I've ever listened to from a conceptual standpoint to wordplay. So these are the minds that I like to be entertained by to mm. kind of influence my I like work. Then um, you know your other Fonte, you know, shout out Bull City. Um, little brother, anything ninth produces, just all of these artists, man. Um, Midwest, common. These are the things that help sh um, basically mold me to where I am today. And the thought process, again, just like with poetry as it relates to hip hop, how to make these generalized 
feelings and emotions and things we relate to from a conceptual standpoint that's going to grab your ears and you're going to learn and you got to hit that rewind button. We got to get back to that endless. We got to get back to hitting the rewind button or dragging the cursor back to zero zero so we can listen to it again like Jiru makes you do. Oh, yeah. I remember there used to be so many songs where I couldn't get through the song. Um, and my most favorite song of all time is, is Jay-Z Threats. It's not saying he's my favorite artist, but that particular song is just phenomenal to me. And when I first heard it, first, second, third, fourth time, I couldn't even get through the song because I just kept rewinding to hear him say the same thing over and over again because it's so poetic and the metaphor. So I definitely understand what you're saying with um, the need for the rewind button. That almost sounds like a dope mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> the need for the rewind. Yeah, button. or you're going to need to rewind this or something, for real. Um, so out of all the artists that we just named, the mainstream artists, and you named some local artists, are there any particular local artists that you would love to work with that you haven't worked with? Um, definitely getting back in the booth with Jerusalem. You know, I've sent them a couple of instrumentals, so we've definitely talked with each other. So we definitely have some business that has not been um, done yet. You know, shout out to EPMD, Unfinished Business. Um, my man, Triumphant, um, who actually is a part of the Press Play Collective, um, birth name Michael Jenkins. Um, we're working on some things together. Um, my man, Johnny K. Baum, who's also a uh, phenomenal spoken word artist. And there's another artist by the name of Words of Mensa. So we actually are working on a collaborative effort entitled The Abolitionists. So be on the lookout for that very soon. Oh, yeah. Send some artists uh, my way, too, because I love to play some great hip hop along with the poets that, you know, because that's what we're all about. Um, are there any uh, if you can pick one, if you can pick one mainstream artist that you just say, I'm going to grab them. We go go into the studio and we go do three tracks together. Um, give me one. Uh, it's Lupe. Lupe. By, by far is, is Mr. Fiasco because he is shaped the way that I write and the way that I think about both hip hop and poetry. It's it's not even funny his influence that he has. It's it's unadulterated and unfiltered genius that that man has. Oh yes, one thing I've always um loved about Lupe is his individuality that he expresses through his music. I feel like that he embodies that. Like that's the one person I remember growing up looking at Lupe and seeing what he has done done and he feels like he puts his personality and character in his music and I can't do nothing but reward that. Absolutely. I, I knew that Lupe was a threat when he kind of explained the concept of one of his songs, which is called Gotta Eat. He's like, yeah, I'm going to be rapping from the perspective of a cheeseburger and some fries. And I'm like, man, how's he going to pull that off? It sounds whack. But when you look at the total narrative of that album and just the wordplay, it is dope. <laughs> you look at Kick Push in general, look at Kick Push. And when you realize that it's not about skateboarding, mm -hmm. but it's about skateboarding. And the keep going and the relationship that he had with the person like this, he's he's amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I definitely agree with you. He is amazing. If I were to pick an artist, it would be Andre. Um, and I and just the conversations that we would have after recording would I feel like would make me a better artist on top of seeing him create. Um, but I feel like for me, it's Andre. Absolutely, three thousand is definitely a, a cornerstone in this hip hop game. Um, very influential in so many different artists and, and that's another way that's another reward uh, of artistry is when you have individuals that can say that you personally influence them and you can hear their styles um, and imitation is the best form of flattery so definitely 3000 is is a king in my top 10 as well worry 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 so um 
what you feel about a cipher real quick you you, you want to go first and i go you want to go i go how, how you want to do this <laughs> so we, we doing poetry cipher hip-hop cipher. So, no let, let, let's do some poems let's do some poems okay. you, you go and then i'll go all right okay let's do this all right, I'm, so I'm going to do this thing called Church in the Wild um, that was influenced by Jay and Kanye's track. So it's, it's, it's kind of a it's, it's a hybrid uh, of a poetry and, and hip hop. So let's let's go in. So let's see what we got. So it's, it's a, a lover of God, but hater of hypocrisy. We evil eyes common of what the prophets see, the ma- manipulation of any prophecy for any gain and profit and cover a weak apology. This quarantine gospel of apostle and agnostic scorn who thoughts appeared hostile. See, pre-spewed divinity that soon was offending me with downtime found when spitting any brothel. See, holy wars are fuel for the atheists, steam for the doubters and reasons for the faithless. There's no church because the devil now roams and the blind lead the blind. And can you watch the throne? The pale horse is on a stampede and parable palms the hands of a trinity. It leads me to ask which face on the eve accepted the belief that she was deceived. No 